you reach us here, you join us here, dear Home Time listener, at an amazing junction of uh, not just our lives, but Richie's life. He's got a huge decision to make. The question is this. He's home for a few days whilst his other half, Natalie, is away with his son, Rocco. Uh, and the question is, does Richie go all in and buy the new FIFA game? <laughs> That's the question. That's what we're wrestling with right now. Obviously, the show's going to happen in a minute. You'll love that. But this is the big question. I feel that by you making this now semi-public, because it's on the podcast, yep. you've actually made it even more of a wrestle now. Because it was just a debate that I was having with you. Yeah, You were trying to facilitate my decision, which I, I appreciated as a friend. I've got the game. I think it's, it's really good. And mm. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, I know, but that's, that's by, by making it semi-public now, it's it's more of a, you know, when, when I buy it and then Natalie comes home and reacts in however she chooses to react, Yeah, it makes it sound as though it wasn't an accident. Why don't you say, if you're trying to validate it with her, why don't you say all those times you've, you've come back and turned the heating off to save money, you've been topping up an account to buy FIFA. So you can see, look at how the cause and effect, saving money from heating... Uh, video game entertainment. Every word you say, I know you're trying to help. <laughs> Every word you say is making it worse. Home time with Bush and Richie. Now, here's a question to start the show. Do you have a bit of tech that you just don't get on with or you can't get on with? Oh, yes. Like one item, one thing, one inanimate object. Every day of my entire life, I have this tussle with an inanimate object before I come into work. And it winds me up. I have to calm down a bit on the train, but I always start the day kind of wound up. And it's not a good thing. Uh, it's a ticket machine at my local train station, Chalkwell Station uh, in Leon C, if you know the area. Uh, and like, it's a C2C train. I like C2C. They're all right. Nice. One of them, the nice train companies companies and stuff but they've gone and bought they must have a bit like a bit of cash knocking around because they've gone and bought a job lot of new ticket machines <laughs> and everyone's thinking all right that's these are going to be an improvement on the old ones they're not it's like um you know they've taken the entire internet and then put that on a screen <laughs> so you have to do like a web browser do you remember back in the day in like the in the mid 90s where uh, local councils bought a load of these terrible um touch screen tourist computers yes uh, that were obviously gobbed on by everyone on, on a night out and had loads of beer chucked on them so you couldn't use them for love nor money <laughs> it's a bit like that so i have to do like 15 taps literally i like playing i like playing a fruit machine it's literally like playing deal or no deal in a weatherspoons 15 flipping taps just to do a return journey to fenchurch street i hate it i love them and this is this is uh, an indication of how much of a nemesis this is for you that you've actually counted the 15. number of taps that you have to do for your daily train i ticket. wouldn't be surprised if next time i'm doing it there with me cagoule and me, me bike waiting to try and get my train tapped tapped tap. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone walked past me and went nudge mate hold that one hold the middle one nudge it's, on the left it's strange because my technemesis at the moment is another thing that I'm encountering daily uh, to get into our building here at, uh, uh, at Golden Square for Absolute Radio uh, we have to now pass a uh, little temperature sensor uh, oh yeah it's like minority report it's, to make <laughs> sure that, uh, that Bush and I are being Covid compliant yes um, and my goodness um, it, it should be such a simple thing but can either of us do it first time no well this is the problem right so I get annoyed by I get annoyed by the ticket machine so it winds me up I calm down on the train then I cycle from the train station to work because I'm then hot the the uh, the sentient uh, howl down on the first floor won't let me in so I've got to sit there and me cagoule and cool down again and we both sit there steaming 
absolutely oh. steaming that this machine has not let us in. Trying to calm down and then eventually get in. So look, we need to find Technemesai. Colin says, a new microwave, apart from pushing the start button repeatedly to add 30 second increments to it, it's completely unfathomable. <laughs> Actually, ours is the same here on this floor, isn't it? Yes. I've had to teach you how to use that microwave, haven't I? That makes me sound thick by you telling <laughs> that confu- story. It's confusing. You, you do give a good tutorial. Thank you. Uh, Laura in Newark, uh, amongst many of you uh, wading in on the, the self-checkout tills, oh. not recognising items, saying they're bagged when they're not. Uh, yes, agree with that one. Uh, 8, 12, 15 for your comments. We've got Johnny on the line. Johnny, what bit of tech is your nemesis? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's just when you're filling in a passport form or something like that and uh, you basically choose UK, but it's always down at the bottom, obviously, next to Uzbekistan. And uh, why can't it be Britain? That's a good point, because I, I start sometimes trying to get a bit kind of wise guy and think, I'll type in United Kingdom and it'll come up. But then it might be down as Great Britain or it might be down as England. You have to type all the different variations of it, don't you? Exactly. And it just takes you for ages to fill the form in. Do you know what? I, I don't think I would have thought of this as an answer in a very long time. But, Johnny, it is something that irritates me too. You, you it's don't, a wind-up. You don't know what derivative it's going to be, whether it's England, Britain, United Kingdom or whatever. And you do have to scroll past a lot of countries that it's <laughs> not going to be in a gazillion years. Exactly, yeah. Well, I, do, one, other, one other thing, if we're going to load in on this in terms of drop-down <laughs> scrolling, if we can have a, have a bit on this for a second, I'm getting sick of scrolling back quite far now to find the date of my birth. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just type it in? Let's not scroll. It's like five spins of the mouse wheel. It's embarrassing. Well, yeah, 1820s, a long time ago, right, mate? Hey, right, get him off, get him off. <laughs> Bye. Ricky says, uh, newfangled hot water dispensers. There was nothing wrong with a kettle. Why do we need these hateful things? Has it finished? Who knows? Put your hand on the mug and get scolded by the steamy afterburst. (laughs) (laughs) Richard says, I have an app on my phone that allows me to unlock my car. I need to hit the home button, then use fingerprints to access the phone, then find and open the app, then I use my fingerprint to unlock the app, then I hit the option to unlock the car, I then wait ten seconds for the signal to reach the car, or... I can hit the unlock button on my key fob. What's all that about? We've got Tom on the line. Tom, what bit of tech annoys you? Yeah, well, the microwave uh, beeps five times when it finishes, but that's four times too many. Surely you only need to beep one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a microwave, <laughs> you know, not defibrillator. So you, you've um, almost got a, a microwave that uh, almost is a bit too self-celebratory. It's a bit too happy yeah, with well, itself. Well, it's, it's linked in with the washing, the dishwasher which when it finishes the cleaning cycle, it beeps to let you know it's done, but then will keep emitting beeps until you go and just turn it off. Almost sort of like, ooh, look at me, I've, I've, (laughs) da-da. You've completed your cycle. Well done. Get over it. That's the only thing. <laughs> get over it. He's telling the dishwasher to get over it. Tom, is, yeah, this is much. this is pressing my buttons as well. At home, uh, my my washing machine and tumble dryer, which are both the same brand, uh-huh. sing a song when they're done. They kind of beep a song. In fact, I, I, it's ingrained in my head. I could perform it for you now if you if you guys are happy. Tom, would you like to hear the song? I'd like to hear the song. You'd like to hear I the song. Definitely would like to hear the song. When the washing doubt. machine and tumble dryer finish, they do this. Do <laughs> 
That's a, well, the bit at the end's a wind-up as well, isn't it? I'd rather ha- just have those last few notes at the end rather than Beethoven's Fifth Symphony well, yeah, beforehand. It's, what? Well, I mean, it's, it's like some sort of weird piece of American Americana, sort of Civil War violin. It does. Marching music. And it's almost like you're getting yeah, into a battle crazy. line for it as well. Uh, well, we need to find out what the hell this, this tune is. Yeah, you've got until the end of the No Repeat Guarantee at five to tell me what it is. Tell me what brand it is. 8, 12, 15, what's the song, what's the brand? Tom, thanks for being involved in this beautiful bit of content we've just thrown together on this show. It's a pleasure. Take care. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, we've got Bethany on the line. Do you reckon you know what it might be? Um, I used to have the same one when I lived with an ex-partner. Um, yeah, well, it was the same one, but the same brand. Oh, so you know what brand Richie's washing machine is just from that song that he's just sung us a few minutes ago. I feel like it's a Samsung, but I'm not 100%, but I definitely had the same. Bethany, it is a Samsung. Wow, well done, Bethany. That's amazing. And you had one. Did you like the little song that it performed for you at the end of washing? No, not at all. It wouldn't open the door until it had finished performing. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in a rush, you can't get your washing out before you go to work. (laughs) There is that. Imagine you're trying to get the door open. It's like, no, no, one more verse. One more verse. (laughs) It it washes very well. In fairness to Samsung, it does the job, but the, the, the song, please, done with it. I walked out of the uh, supermarket earlier this morning feeling like I was straight out of Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, blimey. I had that sensation of thinking to myself, do you know what, I think they just saw me come in there. <laughs> just saw me come in there. And I, I'm pretty certain that's what Jack thought uh, once he picked up his uh, his magic beans. His beans. In the, in the old fairy tale. Uh, I was in the supermarket... Maybe a, uh, an extra bit of info here. Uh, I've been left home alone for two days, so I'm, I'm shopping without any sort of advisory. Just like roaming free around the shop. <laughs> yeah, just buying what I want. And you know how I'm coffee-obsessed these days? Yes. So I, I needed to buy some new sugar, because uh, we were out, and I saw this thing on the shelf called Barista Sugar Crystals for Coffee. Because sugar is essentially crystals, though, isn't it? Little crystals? Yeah, all right. I, I could have done with you there and then at the time. It's just got right. fancy packaging. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought, oh, sugar crystals? I've never seen these before. Normally, he's just been buying me sugar granules. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. sugar crystals, and it says specifically crystals for coffee with delicate caramel notes. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, wonderful. I'll have some of these. Pick them up, put them in the uh, basket, off I go. And as I was walking home, that's when I started thinking to myself, I didn't need those. It's just a fancy word for sugar. <laughs> I could have just bought I could have just bought some sugar. When I got home, obviously that's the first time time I had the chance to open up the packet. Yeah. Do you know what your sugar crystal is? What's it? It's a very, very large granule. Okay. So it's it's in effect the same product. You got your granule of sugar. This is around about ten times the size of it. In fact, our producer Adam mentioned earlier on that uh, you know obviously we did a, a brilliant partnership with Malden Salt. We yes. were doing the chip shop yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. Is it like their big chunks of Pretty salt? Pretty much. Same kind of thing, but for sugar. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so look, I'm sure it's gonna be great. It'll be, it'll be a fantastic uh, cup of coffee with it. But I do think saw me coming a little bit there. So I thought it'd be good just to maybe for my therapy to find out those items that you've bought, those things that you've got. 
shot where you do realise pretty quickly, I didn't really need that. I'm a real sucker for this kind of thing. And the issue for me is if anyone questions me about it, and deep down I know, <laughs> and, and people are going to get in touch hopefully in the next hour or so, you know that you've been suckered into buying something. Yeah. But if someone ever questions me on it, I have to double down on it and make sure I'm visibly using the damn thing just to prove them wrong. That you know is I mean? generally the rule, isn't it? If, if someone generally questions you and says, why have you got that? Or what do you do that for? Then it's pretty much an unnecessary purchase. You need to be sprinkling that on top of Weetabix in front of Natalie <laughs> next week if she even mentions it. That's the way to do it. Uh, Richie, those sugar crystals are awesome. Makes the coffee taste so much better. It, it will be well worth it, says this text here. That's just sugar. They've just <laughs> made sugar more expensive than you bought it. They've seen you coming. Uh, uh, what have you bought where you, you realise straight afterwards, you're oh, I've seen me coming here. I, I, I didn't need that. I think having young children is or babies is the worst area for this, where you get like suckered into buying things you blankly don't need and you're not going to need in a million years. And, and that's why I think older you know, parents and grandparents roll their eyes and think, why are you getting this stuff? I've bought a thing for both my daughters when they were babies that I thought we would need and we didn't. And it's a little um, sucker thing to try and get rid of the snot from a snotty nose. Have you seen those things? <laughs> yes. It's a little squeezy thing. Yep. You're supposed to put on nose. I've bought it both times, bought it both times for them and <laughs> neither of them we've ever had to use it. So they saw me coming. I love the fact that um, on this particular example, you've bought the same item twice. Couldn't find the other so, one. So first, oh, right. So first time round, you bought it, realised, oh, this is a waste of time. But then second time round, you bought it again and forgotten it was a waste of time first time. We've got a plastic box in one of our cupboards where <laughs> all the old baby rubbish that we've not used. So there's probably two of them in there right Brilliant. now. Madness. Jace tweets and says, home alone and you're out buying coffee and sugar. You've wasted an opportunity there. But yes, I too am a sucker for buying stuff I don't need for my car, actually. Ooh. I'm clueless. Super special oil that double the price of the normal one. It's just oil. So your other half, Natalie, has been away for just like, this is only hours. Yes. And you're already doing this. Buying crystals, mate. Seriously. <laughs> He's on crystals already. <laughs> Mike in Surrey says, <laughs> I bought exactly the same product as you, Richie. Worst thing is, the next week I went in the shop, a sugar pot was on offer. I now own said pot with a little spoon just for coffee. It's almost like a plan. It's almost like they can suck you in maybe on the on the crystals with maybe a bit of a price reduction then next week they'll get you on the pot and before you know it you're broke. It's us It's us coffee drinkers. Seen you coming. I've got Ben on the line. Ben, what item is for you that you kind of ended up getting suckered into buying? It's this coat. It's this Fjall Raven anorak I bought. Right. <laughs> Did you say an Owl Raven anorak? No. Fjall Raven, Fjall Raven, I don't know how to say it. F-J-A-L-L Raven. I have okay. to say, this is a brand that I've seen. Generally, the cool kids have it. Oh, is it a bit Nordic, a bit Scandi? A little bit Scandi. You can either get your anoraks or your rucksacks I've seen as well. Like the kids have the rucksacks, yeah. So what is so cool about this anorak that you've bought that you might not possibly need? The quality. <laughs> okay. And do you have to do anything with it? What is there any process yeah. involved? Yeah, so, um, uh, at the moment, I've got the... The impregnation for your G1000 garments, Greenland wax. Wow. And I'm slowly waxing the whole coat. It's a big coat. It's a full anorak. No zip in the front. You know, one of like the overhead things. Yeah. So, Ben, you've got an anorak that you have to pre-wax every time you're heading out. I mean, when, <laughs> when, 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 when I go out, I just open the cupboard door. I get me coat and I go. Yeah, you say, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm just waxing me anorak. <laughs> Which sounds rude. I, I wore it out and I got so wet in it. Yeah, but it's going to drip I, off you, isn't it? Because you've waxed it. Well, because I hadn't bothered to start with. I just thought, well, it looks gorgeous. It'll be fine. I'm sure they waxed it for me. They didn't. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot, a lot to deal with there, Ben. We're going we're gonna to leave you. 
and say... It's amazing to talk to you both. I hope you have a lovely evening. God bless. Take care, man. All right, see you later. See you after. Bye. Uh, these are brilliant. Kevin in Scarborough says, guys, I once bought a pair of miracle scissors oh, yeah. that promised to cut anything. He says, they're utterly no different to my old scissors from Poundland. What a muppet. <laughs> and then I imagine a lot of people can get with this. In fact, our producer, Adem, has bought these on almost a daily basis. Is I'm a sucker for a new chocolate bar, the Twirl Orange. Yeah. After mints, uh, after mints, gin and tonic flavour. I think they mean, they mean after eight mints with gin and tonic added to them as well. Ooh. And a white Terry's chocolate orange. You've got to try it. Oh, I'm buying all of them. Uh, I think we're putting together, and I don't mean this in a bad way because we're, we're all in the club, uh, kind of a, a mugs gallery <laughs> yeah. of people who've been, uh, I don't know, suck it in to buy stuff. Jared says, Bush and Richie went to Lidl's for bread and cheese and butter, came out with ratchet straps and a magnetic torch, a hoodie <laughs> and a bread, cheese and butter combo as well. The ratchet straps are still in their packaging. It's easy done. That is easy easy done. done. We understand that purchase. Uh, let's speak to uh, Carl. What was it you bought? So I bought some uh, Bose headphone sunglasses. Yeah, they an absolute wally. Wow, so just, just to get this right in my head, this is a pair of sunglasses you've seen on the internet, a pair of sunglasses with headphones attached to them so you can listen while you walk around with your, head, with, your, with your sunglasses on. You've bought them online. Yeah, I did, yeah. I, I roped into that one. So, Carl, surely... Explain to me how this, this product works. Uh, sh- surely, what, have you got little speakers that play music out of the arms of your sunglasses? Yeah, they're supposed to sort of dampen the sound so you hear them, but... Everybody around you hears them. Right, so if you go into a shop and you need to take your sunglasses off because you want to talk to someone, then you you can't listen to your earphones because they're attached to your sunglasses. Correct. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> Carl, the only thing that I can say to make you feel better here is if I was, once again, online without supervision and I saw a high-end brand like Bose selling sunglasses with built-in headphones, I would absolutely have bought them as well. He'd <laughs> you, have been with you. I'm glad it's not just me, then. Uh, where are they now? Are they, are they still uh, anywhere in the house or have, you got, have they been moved on? What's the deal? They got moved on. I sold them when I realised how much of a, of a div I, I looked in them. So what, someone else bought them off you? Yeah, yeah, apparently there's two silly people around. <laughs> <laughs> Question for the final hour of the show, directly at all of you lot. Do you carry anything around with you just in case? Oh, now this is my kind of thing. Because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, we've got the brilliant David from Married at First Sight, the TV show on Channel 4. Uh, he's going to be joining us on the show in the next 10 minutes. He's brilliant. Uh, he's a, well, they explain when we talk to him, but if you watch the show, he's a self-confessed prepper in that he's someone who prepares for any eventuality. And we're going to get into that when we speak to him on the show. But what he does, he's got a bag of essentials that he takes around with him all the time because you never know what's going to happen. You so never know. If there's anything that you've got with you that you always take about, like my dad, for example, uh, in the glove box of the car has always got like a little tiny torch, screwdrivers, all that kind of thing, because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. I have uh, in the back of the car, um, <laughs> I get mocked for this, yeah. the back of the car, very different things. Uh, I've, I've, I've got my cones. Um, You've actually, got, even though in England you don't need to have a cone, no, no, do you? No, 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 cones for like football. 
Oh, right, I thought it was free in case you break uh, down. There's a ball in the back of the car and there's, like, you know, cones. Not to set up a training session, but just in case, like, you know, want a game of football somewhere. That's amazing. You know, with the kids. I thought it was like when you're in France and you break down, you have to have uh, cones and a high-vis. But I do have a high-vis in the back of the car as do well. Do you? So, ready for breakdowns in a game of football. <laughs> Five aside, <laughs> and then you've fallen mechanical problems. Uh, this fella here, uh, Jason, says a tablespoon. Makes me sound like I'm using drugs, but it's actually because you never know when you might need it. It's a really good point. Good Matt. point. You'll, you'll find wooden little spoons, but not tablespoons. This is exactly it. So look, uh, if there's anything that you take round with you, just in case, if you're a prepper, a bit like David from Married for, uh, First Sight, we're going to speak to in a minute, get in touch with the show. We'd love to hear from you. 8, 12, 15. Uh, Amelia's is sensible. She says, I take an EpiPen with me everywhere, just in case a peanut doesn't keep the two-metre rule. Good one. And David says, I don't need to prep anything as I just take my wife. She has everything we could ever need. Well, it's an honour to welcome to the show David Pugh from the Channel 4 show Married at First Sight. David, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you guys. Good to uh, speak to you both, and hello listeners. He's a lovely, he's such a lovely man. We were, we were watching the programme last night, me and Katie, we thought, David is one of the nicest people I think I've ever seen on TV. So I think we should open up the oh. show with hello listeners every day. It's a good one, isn't it? It's a good, be a good little catchphrase. Now, if you haven't seen Married at First Sight, the point of the show is you sign up to get married to a complete stranger, and the first time you meet is on your wedding day. Isn't that right, David? It is. It's quite intense, yes. You have quite a lot of filming, quite a lot of build-up, and then you actually... The, you know, I was actually stood at the altar and no idea who was going to walk down the aisle. So, uh, yeah, quite intense. Uh, you got paired up with a lady living in Wales uh, via South Africa called Shireen. You can see the final episode. We don't want to give away any spoilers, but obviously this all happened during the start of the coronavirus thing. So these people who'd never met before got married on their wedding day, ended up then being in lockdown together, which was pretty crazy. You can find out what happens in the uh, final episode, the concluding episode on Channel 4 of Married at First Sight next week. The reason we've got you on the show, the, the reason why my heart went out to you is one bit uh, in one of the episodes where you revealed that you are a prepper, David. To talk, talk to us about the background by behind the ethos of being a prepper. Yeah, it came about really over probably, well, probably 20 or 30 years, really. I mean, I'm the sort of person that if I have a situation that, you know, is problematic, I then try not to encounter the same situation again. I'll give you an example. I saw a car once crash and roll over, Kids were all trapped in it, doors were trapped shut, and I only had trainers on, and I had to keep the rear windscreen in. And after that, I thought, you know, I really need to carry one of those windscreen breakers. So it's that type of thing, and the bag kind of developed over time. It got added to, it got tweaked. So the idea of the bag really is that you've, you've got some things to get you out of a few sort of minor problems, Well, really. let's talk about the bag. The bag you call as your EDC, which is your everyday carry, and you presented this, which was a lovely heartfelt thing. You you put together an everyday carry bag for uh, Shireen, your brand new wife on Married at First Sight, and it didn't go down that well, and, and we all felt terrible for you, because it was a lovely thing to do, and you put a lot of thought into it, but it kind of freaked her out a little bit. Well, why do you think that was? Because you'd given her this bag with all of these essentials in there, but it's just prepping, isn't it? It is. I mean, I like to think... See, I knew Shireen... I didn't know much about her, but I, knew, I kind of knew because they, the way they match us that she's probably going to be a hiker, somebody fairly adventurous, likes her travelling. So I thought, you know, what's going to be pretty cool is give her a really unusual gift. You know, everyone does chocolates and flowers. Uh, and, I'll, I'll, you know, I thought, well, I've got one of the bags, so it's a bit unfair if I have one and my, uh, my new wife doesn't. Um, yeah, I think where he went wrong is it's not necessarily the bag itself, but Shireen is a very spiritual lady and... She has been pretty blessed in her life. She's actually not had any of the dramas and the emergencies that, you know, I have kind of uh, seen in my time. So to her, the bag was a very weird 
mindset and rather than just I kind of thought she might think it's a bit crazy it's not what you normally give a new new partner um, <laughs> but I thought it might sort of be a bit of a giggle if you like and, uh, and it did kind of <laughs> kind of wasn't quiet <laughs> So, David, look, I, I, I'm well on board with the idea of uh, of having items to, uh, to to carry around that uh, give you prep for every situation. We hear the story about the rollover car, which made you think, uh, that started it all off, that you need to take around a windscreen hammer in your bag. Can you put a number on how many items are in your prep bag? How many of these things have happened that made you think, right, I need to add that to this? How many are in there? There's probably the main, but the way the main bag works is that's got everything in. So I gave Shireen a bag with everything. And the idea is if you go hiking, you might take half of the items. If you're just going on a train to London, you might take three or four items. So there's probably about 25 items in there. Everything. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's amazing though. But, but so, um, you know, for example, I remember my dad for one of my birthdays gave me a tyre pressure gauge. He, he won't let me or my brother drive anywhere unless he's taken us down to the garage and done the tyre pressure and the oil and the water and all that kind of thing. And I reckon loads of people listening right now might carry certain items around with them uh, just in case, because you never know what's going to happen. And that's what that's what the ethos is of being a prepper, because you, you've got a book out at the moment, David, haven't you, which is which is about prepping, the joy of prepping. It, yeah, it's called Prepped and Ready, and it's really for everyday people who want to be, I think especially after COVID, who want to be that little bit more self-sufficient and, you know... Uh, and sort of a little bit more prepared, if you like, for you know, sudden emergencies or situations like we're going through with a pandemic. So, yeah, the book's full of lists and tips and you know ideas and tweaks. And, it's a Richie uh, Firth present, present, if ever I heard of one. It's a Richie Firth present. Can I fire an idea at you, David? Yes. Because there's only one thing that I carry around that uh, I've, I've always got just in case of uh, a kind of scenario, uh, but people take the mick out of me for it. And that's a shoehorn. Do you have a shoehorn in the prep bag? Because I kind of think you never know when your back's going to go. You never know when you're going to try on a new pair of shoes. That's you never point. know if you're going to have stiff corns and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'll have Mr. Trick there. I uh, miss out. I haven't. You know, how about I go and get some shoehorns? I think that's a good idea. You've added an item in to David's official EDC Everyday Carry. 26 items in there now. There you go. Well, well listen, uh, it's amazing to speak to you, David. If you follow us on Twitter at the moment, uh, we've got a link to, to David's debut book. Uh, what's it called again, David? Prepped and Ready. Prepped and Ready. It sounds fantastic. And uh, like I say, make sure you watch the final episode of Married at First Sight next week on Channel 4. Uh, and I just want to say to you, David, just keep being you because you're absolutely fantastic to watch and you seem like a lovely guy. Oh, that's really kind. I really appreciate The support's been wonderful. So, so th- thank you, everybody, and thank you, listeners. I, I really appreciate it. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Right, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening right to the end. But this is this is the big moment for me. This is uh, this is the cliffhanger. Uh, is Richie going to go immediately after this and go and buy the new FIFA game for his Xbox? This is my second marriage, okay, <laughs> uh, and um, I've already got a football manager in my life. Um, I don't need a third. So you're going to get you saying no? I'm just thinking. Okay. Can I function as a 43 year old man with two football simulation games in my life? No, it's cool. Just go home and watch Songs of Praise or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. 
It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Oh, it's over. Oh, it's over. It's done.